Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode. If you're new around here, I'm Cami. I'm your host, and this is Real Talk, where we get real and open up about things and just point you straight back to scripture and how you can truly grow closer to God and just learn more about his character and his word. Um, Before we jump into anything, I'm just going to go ahead and pray. Lord, thank you for everyone listening to this. I just pray that as we talk about contentment today, that your words are said through me and that nothing that comes from me is not from you, but that it's all completely from you and your character and your truth that you've placed in my heart to share based on your word pray for anyone who is struggling with contentment and to understand what true contentment looks like in this season, that they would just cling to you and cling to your word and that they would be filled up with your word and that as I share my own experience of learning about contentment and how to truly be content in who you are, that they would just learn from it and they would cling to you wanting more of your character and knowing that that is the only thing that can truly fulfill them wherever they're at in life. And I pray that they would just fix their eyes back on you and just hand it all over. And thank you for the time that we get to spend today just seeking your word. And I pray that you would just help us remain in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to talk about contentment today. This is a topic where I (laughs) really struggle with. Um, There have been a lot of seasons where I've had to watch friends experience things in life that I thought I would be in which just me being like super frustrated and just asking God like constantly why well why them why not me like I have all those things I'm doing all those things so why can't I be in that position and I think this gets really hard sometimes because you're just like well I'm doing everything that the Lord is asking me to do but I don't feel fulfilled in that but it's like I had a mentor sit down with me one time Oh, just some background on where this came from, and she really challenged me, and I was telling her what was going on, and at the time, I was having a lot of friends who were getting engaged, or were married, or like in serious relationships, and I would just be like, I don't get it, (laughs) and she just challenged me, and she was like, if everything were stripped from you tomorrow, like your house, your roof, like your friends, you didn't have anyone to call, would you be content to stand alone on the living word of God if everything else was taken away? And that really challenged me. And since then, I've really taken a step back and just evaluated that of sometimes we're blessed with a lot of things that we don't actually need that the Lord still blesses us with. Um, So I'm going to walk through some questions that I've had asked about contentment. There's a few, but I'm going to break it down and just share my own experience and also just what the word says about it. The first question is, what did seasons look like for you where you struggled with being content and what actions did you make to reach true contentment? So the biggest question for me, really, I would not say I'm there completely now, but for a while, I guess this was like my freshman year of college. So if you don't know, I recently graduated college. So this was probably like four years ago. Um, but it's like, why did they get to fall in love? Why did they get to be married, but not me? And I really had to sit and knowing that like singleness is a gift and that's a time for the Lord to prepare your heart for those things. And that's a season where you can just be intimate in your relationship with God and seek him wholeheartedly. Um, there's a verse in Jeremiah 29, 13. It says, when you seek me, you will find me. And when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. And so it's not just like halfway, like I'm going to go for God. It's like full send, like I'm going to sit down. I'm going to look to you. I'm going to grow in you and I'm going to grow in your word. 
So whether you are in a relationship or you are single, there is no one and nothing that can fulfill you truly the way that God can in the presence of him can. And in him and in his presence is the only place that unconditional love can be found. I know that culture preaches a lot of like, oh, well, find like your person and you'll be fine. But you're not going to reach full contentment until you find fulfillment in your relationship with Jesus. And the love that God designed to be made between husband and wife will include them finding contentment in God's presence first only. And he's greater than anything in this world. And so in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, it says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. And so I'm sure you've heard, greater is he. And... God is greater than anything that you're walking through, whether, and I'm not saying that where you're going through isn't hard, but I am saying that surrendering that over to him and giving it fully to him can come and let him come into that with you of whatever you may be walking through. So if you are struggling with watching friends like get married or be in a relationship, how I was during this season, hand that over to him and watch the Lord unfold and let him do the rest of the work and just continue to press into God. So this next question falls into how scripture asks their husbands to treat their wives like the bride of Christ. And also the reverse of that. As someone who has extremely high standards, um, this is by far one of the most important things that I cling to when it comes to watching friends in those new seasons of like, oh yes, like maybe they are kind of cute, but do they love God? And are they truly living for him? Like, they can be cute, but they may not love Jesus. And let me tell you, if they don't love Jesus, you don't need them, okay? And you can still love them as a friend and encourage them. But if you have the desire to have a godly relationship, you both want to be seeking God separately first and be content in your relationship with Jesus before anything else. Um, are they giving their day to God each day and letting God lead each day? That is a daily discipline and not just a one-and-done thing. Um, in 1 Peter 3, stick with me. These are a couple verses. Um, verses 1 through 8. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. Husbands! In the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. So that verse, I feel like, can be taken out of proportion sometimes, well, verses, but also, knowing that it's talking about wives and husbands, so that means that you are under covenant, and you are one, and you are married. And however, if you're listening to this and you're not married, I'm not married, um, this is something 
where you can prepare your heart and ask the Lord to prepare your heart to be a wife or to be a husband in those seasons and ask the Lord just to mold you into whoever he's called you to be. And if you are meant to be a wife or meant to be a husband, the Lord is going to prepare you for that season and mold your heart into that. Um, in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, it says, For I know the plans I have to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you hope in the future. So the Lord has already planned things in advance for you. And he has plans to prosper you. So cling to that and cling to the fact that you are his child and he did create you. And that there is nothing and no one that can fulfill you like the presence of the Holy Spirit can. And while I do know that one day I will be a wife, I can honor God right now in what he has given me, even if I am not a wife right now. And I can love those around me by reflecting God's love and continuing to serve his kingdom. And you do not need a life stage to receive what God is revealing before you or giving you right now. And so it's like, well, I can't receive this until blah, 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 this happens. You can receive God's love any day, any time, any place. And I just want to focus back in on that last part in First Peter, where it says, finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. And so with this comes surrendering over before God and just giving it to him and saying, hey, like, this is the life that you created for me and I'm living for you and I'm doing everything for his glory and not to be fulfilled in my own way, but to be filled up with God's word so I can go out and spread his love to other people and reach others. Um, the second question is how did you handle friends being in relationships or engaged or married when you weren't in that season? I've touched on this a couple of times in a couple of episodes. Y'all, I have so many friends who are engaged right now. It's insane. <laughs> um, I'm so happy for them and I'm so excited, which it is a fun season to have friends who are in that life stage, but it can be hard when you're not in that life stage. Um, this season was probably the hardest for me and sometimes it still is and I really struggle and it's hard to watch those friends experience that. But you can always celebrate with your friends around you, even if you are not celebrating the same things. And I will say I know that I guarded my heart. <laughs> Backstory. I know I guarded my heart to the point of literally ignoring someone I was interested in. And maybe just don't do that. Um, he was a good guy. And I knew that at that point met most of that's the tricky part most of my standards and however I really do try to keep in mind like just because you're open to dating and be in a relationship like hey this could be my future spouse it doesn't mean you don't guard your heart um and let's just say I let my guard down and I let conversations happen that did not need to happen which caused emotional attachment and it really was hard and I'm just gonna be honest I did avoid settings that they were in because of it and I really like had a thought of like okay but like why am I even worried about this because that's not gonna fill me up in any way the way that God can um I did not enjoy that season I do think it was worth experiencing that because without it I probably wouldn't have learned the way that I did um and sometimes we learn different ways and some of us have to go through that before it clicks with us that hey like guarding your heart is so valuable and I think it took a friend sitting me down um after I was actually serving at church one night and she was also serving and 
it was just kind of an opportunity where it was like, I mentioned to her what was going on, and I do think it's very important to have wise counsel, um, and the word does talk about that, but we have to be open to certain things and open to receiving wise counsel because also that could be God speaking through them to share that with you as well. There are things that sometimes just don't need to be said in order to guard both hearts. And also how you talk to people and around you is super important. So even if you are contentment or you're super closed off, which sometimes I am super closed off, um, it doesn't mean that you have to be harsh about the way that you respond to people. And in Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, let your, conversations, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. I'm going to read it one more time. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. That does not just say some people. It says everyone. Like, literally one verse is telling you, that your conversation should be full of grace. And I think in the way that we respond to people has a lot of power. And even if they might have hurt you or did like hurt you extremely bad, it doesn't mean that you have to respond harshly. But that's also an opportunity to reflect God's love back to them no matter what they're going through. Um, and in Proverbs 4.23, this is where contentment comes into this. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything you do flows from your heart. Guarding your heart isn't just in romantic relationships. That includes every area of your life too. So like social media, friendships, who you're hanging out with, are they influencing you? And this is really a question that challenges me where I think about this. Is, is anything preventing me to grow closer to God? Are they harming my relationship with God? Whatever you are feeding into daily is what's going to pour out of you. And so a lot of the times, if you're finding your fulfillment in social media or like, let's be real, we live in a society where social media is a big thing. And sometimes people like to comment and post everything how they feel. And I really do think that a lot of the times it's like, okay, how can I point this back to Jesus? It's not, well, ABC, blah, 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 blah. This made me so mad. There's no reason to share that. Instead of taking that, post somewhere else, take it to God and lay it down at his feet. Whatever you are feeding into is what's going to pour out of you. And maybe if you, I know for me, this is where I really value this. If I have to feel, like if I'm feeling very overwhelmed and I'm rushed to go call my friend, am I truly finding fulfillment in my relationship with God? Or am I being so codependent on people that are around me that I'm not even looking to God before anything else. And there have been seasons where I'll admit to you that I have called a friend before I've sat down with the Lord. And that's just, you want to take it to God before you take it anywhere else. Um, question, this last question. When you did feel behind, how did you find friends or make new friends who were in the same season as you? Let me tell you, this is very difficult for me. <laughs> Um, and also, I don't know if anybody has experienced just, like, when friends go through a different season of life, and then they get engaged, and then they get married, and you start hanging out with them, and yes, it is completely okay to have married friends. I think it's great to have them. You have people to look up to, um, who do have godly relationships, but I do think sometimes it can be hard, speaking from personal experience myself also, 
is making new friends on my own was really hard who were in the same season of life as me. And sometimes you do want at least that one person where you can go to them with anything. And also take that to God because you can go to him with anything. And while I don't mind meeting new people, there was always this fear inside of me. And I was just not content where I was at in life. The Lord was asking me to step out and meet new people and step out of my comfort zone. And I was just like, absolutely not. No. And just some questions. And I don't know if you've ever been through this. But these are things that were going through my mind. What if they know about this? What if they know so-and-so? What if they're going to lie to me? What do I do if they lie to me? And I know for me, I really struggled with this. Because the friends who I did have that were in the same season, they were all engaged, and not necessarily, but school-wise they were, and I just felt so stuck, and I was kind of like, hello, God, like, where are you? And I literally wanted to be engaged, like, 19, married at 20. Yeah, did not happen. Homegirl is 21, okay? Um, But a lot of my friends did do this, and so two of my friends at the time did have that happen, and I do have a friend in my life where she's where I thought I would be right now. And I think I really had to step back. And God was like, why are you worried about that when I'm asking you to just seek me right now? There's no reason for that. He is over it all. And in his timing, his plans will prevail. And literally led me not to make like new friends for the longest time because I wanted to protect myself from messy things, because by no means, some of the things that I was, like, going through, or, like, the influences during that season of life were not things of God, um, and I really did experience a lot of hurt in a couple of friendships where there just wasn't honesty held there, and if you have been hurt, and you didn't know where else to take it, and you struggled surrendering that over to God, know that you still can surrender that over to Him, and let Him lead you in that. And this is where really God challenged me, and I just sat in this question for a long time. Who is Jesus to you, and where is He in your life? And I think for me, I've sat with it, and I would just sit there, and I would be like, well, dang, like... (laughs) Who is Jesus to me? And if you're going about your day, where is he in your life? Like, if you're having a rough day and you're in, let's be realistic, okay? Like, if you're in traffic and you just start getting mad and it's like, am I truly reflecting God's love if I'm mad at the person in front of me who just cut me off on the interstate? Probably not. And it's just one of those moments where you have the opportunity to just, instead of taking those frustrations and letting your words come out of you that are, like, there is life and death in the power of the tongue. And instead of doing those things, give it to God. And I know for me, I've really been challenged to take those moments and just pray in those frustrations. And just say, Lord, help me too. And whatever it is, you just list it out right then and there. And John chapter 8 verse 32, it says, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth is that God is above all, he reigns over all, he sees you, he hears you, he knows your heart. And when you are going on about your day or taking that small break when you're scrolling on social media, you can remember 
And this verse um, comes from a moment when David is calling on God. And in the same way that David is calling on God, we can call on God and bring him into our experience with contentment. And we can ask God to reveal to us ways for him to fill us up and pray for us to be steadfast in his word and seek him. But in Psalm 17, verses 6 and 7, it says, I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayer. Show me the wonders of your great love, you who save by your right hand, those who take refuge in you from their foes. Psalm 51, verse 4. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So, if you don't know what steadfast means, it means to be fixed and not subject to change, but to firmly believe and be loyal and to be faithful. I'm going to read it one more time. To be fixed and not subject to change, but to firmly believe and be loyal and to be faithful. When we're praying for a steadfast spirit within us, we are praying to keep our eyes fixed on God and remain in who He is, and the discipline that includes being obedient to what God has asked us to do. And so I really encourage you that if you're in a season of life where you just are like, well, why haven't I been accepted in the school? Well, why isn't God doing this right now? Like, why am I not the one who's engaged? Why am I not the one who is getting asked out on a date or all those things? Like in the Lord's timing, when that does come, it will be so good. And it will be so much better than you trying to jump into it completely by yourself. And whatever he has for you, his plans will come to pass. And it may not be right now. It could be two years from now. It could be five. There are so many people, and I really encourage you if, you find time to just sit down and just go read the Bible about how many different people waited for a large number of years. Like so many people in the Bible really did. And if you haven't, I really, that is something that I have done where sitting before and just being like, well, okay, you have Noah who 40 days and 40 nights. Okay. And then you have other people where it's like, 15, 30 years, and, like, it's, you just have to be willing to sit down and read, and as you're sitting down and reading, just know that patience comes with seeking God in that, but also in the time that you're waiting on the Lord to fulfill the plans that He has for you, and you know that He's given you and told you what you're called to, His plans will always prevail, but it's a matter of letting the Lord prepare your heart now before those plans come to pass, and when you are prepared, the Lord will place that in your path. Um, I really encourage you to pray for a steadfast spirit and just to be devoted to him. And when you wake up and your feet hit the floor in the morning, that you would just want to seek God. And that really changes a lot. Um, I'm going to pray us out. Lord, thank you for today. And thank you for every person who's listening to this and the sound of my voice. I pray that Whatever they got from you today, that they would just take it and apply it, Lord. And I pray that as they look to you, that you would just create a steadfast spirit within them, just like your word says in Psalms. And I pray that as they seek you, that they would only be encouraged by it and just encouraged to grow closer to you as they read each verse and dig deeper into your word. I pray that as they are going through anything right now, that they would just feel loved by you and that you would wrap your arms around them in your comfort and knowing that they're not alone in whatever they're going through and that the only place that they can find true contentment is in your presence and completely from you. I pray that everyone would just rest in you and rest in your presence today and be filled up with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.